This is the Ronin Rabbit episode 168, looking at volume 4 of Usagi Yojimbo, issue number 18. The Ronin Rabbit is an Usagi Yojimbo fan podcast, and I'm your host, Ed Moore. Take heed, there are going to be spoilers. Now, if you need to get in touch, Teal Productions on Twitter, Teal, spelled like the color, is the quickest, best way. But also, you can find episodes posted on the Usagi Ojimbo Fan and Usagi Ojimbo Dojo Facebook pages. The website for the podcast is bigtimenoise.com slash Rabbit. Room for comments there. The email address is usagipodcast at gmail.com. And we have forums at justanotherfanboy.freeforums.net. April 14th, 2021 is when this book hit the streets. It's from IDW. And the story is Tengu War Part 3, the final chapter. Now, our dramatis personae include Usagi Ojimbo, Sotsobo, and Lady Nozomi, who are both the leaders, um, the Dai Tengu of the Kurasu Tengu tribe that is the basis for the story. Uh, one of the retainers of Lady Nozomi, Buichi, is of the Kurasu Tengu uh, make it's a, a crow that walks upright, but yet wears kimono. And uh, the the kimono, I'll I'll get to kimonos here a little bit. And then we have the bad guy tribe, which is a tribe of Guan, which are lesser Tengu trying to uh, up where they are. The the Dai Tengu, the Karasa Tengu, they live in the upper reaches of the mountains, the very highest mountains on the western side of of Japan, the western mountains. Well, the Guan live in the rolling hills and the foothills of the mountains, and, and they're tired of being the down tribe. They want to be the up tribe, and they have attempted before, and at least once before, Sotsobo leading the Karasu tribe defeated them, but there were some casualties. Uh, Sotsobo lost a hand. Uh, Yabin lost an eye. He is the leader of the Guan tribe, as I said. So, the Guans are making another attempt, and this is the final act of the three-act story of this latest conflict between the Guans and the Kurasu tribes of Tengu. Now, the cover that I have, there were two covers. There was an A and a retailer incentive. The A cover shows a Guan uh, attacking, this may be Saban. Uh, Yabin, excuse me, this may be Yabin attacking Usagi, it's hard to say, but he, he's a definite werewolfy looking dude, as I've said before. He's got blazing red eyes attacking Usagi from behind. Usagi's turning and looking over his shoulder with sword drawn to repel the attack. That's the A cover. That was from Mr. Sakai and Hi-Fi Designs as the color. Now, the retailer incentive cover is probably the prettiest cover that I believe I have seen for Usagi. I liked it so much, in fact, that I went to the website of Jennifer Meyer, the artist, and bought a poster of this cover. I haven't done that with any of the other covers. Usagi is standing in a... It would almost, I think, have to be a pond of some sort, but it's some amount of water. He's standing on a couple stones, standing astride. Swimming at his feet uh, throughout the water are several koi, and he is being, the, the camera angle is above and to the front and to the right side of him a little bit. So it's kind of a, a, a three-quarters kind of view, Usagi, looking down. It's a very ethereal, kind of soft, fuzzy kind of picture. Uh, awesome, 
awesome picture. Thank you, Miss Meyer, for giving us that. Doesn't have anything to do with the story, <laughs> which none of these retailer incentives do, but it's a very pretty picture to look at. Inside, we have Usagi, who is looking after Sutsobo, thinking that, uh, well, you know, I, I understand what has just happened. I just dis defeated a yokai, uh, or a tengu, excuse me, to, to keep my place in the armies to, to fight this fight. I I hope that goes okay. And he turns, and there is Buichi uh, waiting for him. And he says, Samurai, do not think you did me any favor by not killing me during our duel. You shamed me in front of my clan. The only way a Tengu can erase dishonor is through death. And Usagi says, I state my sword because you're a skilled fighter and we need you in our fight against the Guin. Bah! And he flies off. So Usagi is thinking now, you know, well, there is one Tengu that is not uh, necessarily going to have my back if need be. I wonder if Tsutsobo and Lady Nozomi will have my back when need be. But either way, I can't worry about that. I need to worry about Yabin, leader of the Guin, who is uh, going to be leading the attack. That's who needs to be taken out. Everything else is just secondary. But Usagi glances over his shoulder thinking Buichi is also out for revenge. He's moving on up through the encampment here, and he passes uh, a group of the Korasu Tengu and says, do you mind if I join you? And they all three look at him, and one flies up saying, oh, well, I've, I've got to relieve the sentry. Another, it's, it's time for my patrol. And the third one says, well, I need to go get some sleep. And so Usagi continues walking through the encampment and thinks, well, I can see how much support I can expect in the upcoming battle. And up ahead, he sees Sotsobo and Lady Nozomi walking. He runs back to the hut, goes inside and comes back out and calls down Lady Nozomi and hands her some moshi that they were eating that uh, Sutsobo and Usagi were eating earlier that evening. says, I apologize. It's been roasting over the embers for a while. And Lady Nozomi brushes off the burnt and eats and says, it's delicious. It's been many years since I've had mochi. Thank you, Usagi. And Sutsobo kind of smiles at Usagi's work, the effort that he's putting into it. And Lady Nozomi says, please walk with us, samurai. Yes, ma'am. So, she is uh, filling Usagi in and filling us in. These are the lofty peaks of the Western Range. The highest was given to us by the gods of our country. Ours is a mountainous land, rich with deities, but there are few places more sacred than these peaks. Um, Sotsobo continues, yes, and we will not give them up willingly. The Guan are invaders, and we will stop them. Later, Nozomi finishes, it's good to hear you speak that way, Sotsobo. You have been away for from us for so long. If I returned, would I be welcomed? She said, with open arms. Suddenly, Lady Nozomi, cries Buichi, the Karasu uh, second-in-command, essentially. Our scouts report the Goan are approaching from the south. They're advancing noisily, not even concealing their attack. And so everyone runs off to reinforce the southern flanks. And as they go... Uh, Again, Usagi yells after Lady Nozomi and says, Something bothers me. Surprise is a big advantage for any attack. She says, Well, of course. They could not take us by surprise, not with our sentries in power of flight. He says, Yes, but if they were to feign an assault from the south, she says, Split their forces and really attack from the north. We must strengthen our flank, she yells as they go running. Fortify our flank as she gets into the main group. And as soon as she says that, 
the Agoan attack from the south, and then one of the Kurasu Tengu turns and says, and the north! And now we have many, many pages of fighting Tengu, uh, the Kurasu versus the Guan. Uh, the top of pages 12 and 13 is a third page panel that goes all the way across two pages. And then, uh, as I've indicated before, Mr. Sakai has uh, taken to doing three panel pages, and then, if need be, breaking up one of those panels into two or three panels. So this two-page spread starts as a third-page panel all the way across both pages, and then two panels on the left side, two panels on the right side. Battle, fight, uh, Tengu, uh, uh, Kurasu, Guin, Usagi. It seems to me that there are more Kurasu falling than Guin at this point, um, and they just, panel after panel, one is being struck down, and then somebody either Sotsobo, Lady Nozomi, or Usagi jumps in and then downs the Goen that just took out a Karasu Tengu. So this goes back and forth until at one point here, uh, one of the Goen uh, attack Usagi blindside from the back and Buichi jumps in, in, the, in the stead there in the gap and the Goen strikes Buichi down and then Usagi strikes the Goen down, bending over Buichi saying, you saved me. And Buichi responds right before death, You gave me my life, Usagi-san. I owed you my death. And then he dies. And Usagi realizes that's what he meant by his honor could only be claimed by death. Not mine, but his. So the battle is rejoined, and we ultimately see here on the next page Lady Nozomi struck down. Sotsobo jumps uh, to protect her as she's not dead, but she is dying, and realizes that it is Yabin, the Goan leader, who he recognizes because one of his eyes has been taken, which was the result of the battle in which Yabin took Sensobo's hand. So these two uh, get into the fray, two and a half, uh, one and a half, two and a half pa uh, pages here, until finally Sensobo is staggered, and he, he's kind of leaning against a tree, breathing heavily, but Yabin is laying on the ground with the death skull over his head. The other going all googly red-eyed, realize that their leader has been killed, and they flee. The remaining Kurasu rout them and chase them down, killing anyone that doesn't make it over the border into the, the Goan territory, Goan territory. So Sitsobo returns back to Lady Nozomi, who... Uh, you know, is is kind to her husband. She's kind to Usagi. Her husband is kind to her, and she dies. And I mean, they just, you know, they're talking back and forth, panel for panel. Thank you this, thank you that, and everything. Several days later, Usagi and Sotsobo are atop a, a bluff here overlooking the mountains. Maybe the same bluff that uh, Nozomi gave her little speech about how the lands were given to the Karasu by the gods. Looks similar, but maybe from the other side, a, di a different angle. Usagi tells us it's time. I left this province with the failed assassination attempt of the Shogun's emissary. Lord Hikiji is calling for the arrest of all loyal, of all Lord Mafuni loyalists. And of course, we know that Usagi is because he wears the mon on his kimono even now. This is a fine day to travel, says uh, Sotsobo. It was good to see you again, Sotsobo-sensei. I will miss you, Usagi. What a beautiful sunrise. A nice remembrance of my home province. Usagi, I'm proud of you. You acted with compassion and with honor. 
I would be dead if it were not for Buichi. Sotsobo says, he owed you a life that has that was a debt he had to pay. He lived and died with integrity, as befitting a Tengu. You would have made a good Tengu yourself, Usagi. You honor me, Sotsobo sensei You are always welcome in our territories, Usagi. I look forward to the day I can return, he bows and heads off with um, walking down the mountainside and passes one of these little uh, child um, images, uh, the, the little statue that is, is prayed to, but this one doesn't have any red on it. looks like maybe it has a, a bib, but it's not been colored red. And so ends the Tengu War. Okay, now, the kimonos. Uh, that, that's a part. This issue, I believe, was... It was colored too much like a circus, uh, is just the way I can put it. I, I, I just, and and this is getting to be one of the issues with the coloring. I, I don't, I don't like these these colored comics as much. Case in point, we see uh, in one scene, uh, I believe it was in this issue. Let me flip through here real quickly. Uh, yes, yes. On uh, page eleven is a panel with one, two, three, four, five, six, Karasu Tengu. All of them wearing kimonos, every kimono a different color, okay? Now, so in, in that panel, we have all of that. We also have um, Sotsobo, which he has a uh, an under and an over garment on two different colors, blue and green. Uh, the, the kimonos for the Tarasu are a teal, a light purple, a red, a light blue, a dark blue, a dark purple. Okay. Now, come running in is Lady Natsomi, who has an overgarment and undergarment. Over is a lightish purple. Undergarment is a lightish blue. Then we have Usagi, who is also wearing a kimono and pants. The kimono is blue. The pants are black. Usagi is white. Lady Nozomi is a light pinkish. Tsutsobo is a darker red facial hair and hair a lighter red pinkish flesh colored. All of those colors, the trees are brown. The ground is a different shade of brown. There's three or four shades of green in the bushes and the, and the, the brush here. All of those colors are in one panel. And it's just too much. There, there's just too many uh, vibrant carousel painted cartoony of uh, circus colors and it just uh, I, I I don't like it I don't like it I, I think that uh, the story in particular uh, all of the Guin are different shades of gray and brown as well uh, their eyes as I indicated on page 24 are a uh, a googly reddish color it's just there there are too many different colors. Not different shades, even different colors in the book, and it just comes out looking just too garish and childish, and almost um, like it was intended to be funny, you know, circus carnival kind of thing. I I, I didn't dig it. It it missed. Hi-fi, you you missed. Uh, part of it maybe the saturation of some of the colors. You know, some of the brighter colors may be overly saturated for my taste, but just uh, too many colors. Too many colors. Other than that, though, the Tengu War was a good story. I liked the the usage of Tsutsobo, um, Lady Nozomi, Buichi, the Karasu. You know, there, there's a lot of uh, educational kind of stuff to be taken away from the different Tengu and their stories and everything like that. A lot of um, folklore tales and things, which, you know, is, is something that Mr. Sakai is, is very good at. He, he does... Do his his studying, and he and he does his due diligence when he puts a lot of these stories together that involves things of that nature. So 
he, he never lets, lets us down with stuff like that. The Jennifer Meyer uh, cover that I have here, again, is probably the my most favorite of any of the covers. There have been some really good ones, particularly with all of the um, covers that the first, what, what was it, the first issue of Volume 4, the sixth issue of Volume 4, and then like something else like the 16th 17th some one one of these more recent issues had a whole slew of covers too so all of these variants um jennifer meyer is is my favorite only one like i say that i got a poster of really liked it uh terms the the guin term is thrown out there tengu samurai mochi um i looked up the word kimono in order to describe my distress at the coloration i believe that's what usagi wears it's what the Karasu wore. Now, with Sotsobo and Lady Nozomi, um, I don't know that kimono would have been the appropriate name for what they're wearing. It's a, it's an upper and a lower, and then the upper has an inner and an outer garments. So uh, they may all have different names. I, I didn't necessarily – I wasn't focused on them as much as the uh, kimonos worn by the Karasu. Next time out, I'll be looking at Volume 3, Issue Number 60, which should be the final confrontation between uh, Nakamura and Katsuichi. Uh, a year of Usagi time in, in progress. 53 issues of our time. So what is that? Five, uh, four, four to five years our time. One year Usagi time between the start and the culmination of this quest. That book was out... Uh, on sale August 28th, 2002. And that is what I will talk about next time. Ciao, folks.